So what's my future? You don't have one. I see you, but you can't see me. Welcome to episode one of the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. We are going to start our actual year-by-year coverage, starting with and going back to the year 1991. Ooh. Yeah, that's so long ago. I graduated high school the year before that. Did not even have that in my notes, and then that was a frightening realization. Shut up. Uh, okay, <laughs> no follow-up <laughs> questions on my end. I am Matt, and joining me once again is Quint. Hello. So, 1991. Not even called Halloween Horror Nights. This was its first appearance at Universal Studios Florida. It was picking up where Hollywood left off, and they continued the name Fright Nights that year. This is the first and only year in Florida it's ever been called Fright Nights. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. Yes. Interesting. Yes, cool. and it is a, as you can imagine, and I'm sure I don't need to say this, and we will learn what I mean by this. It is a very different event than what you and I are used to. I, you know, I'm I'm really looking forward to hearing about this, especially after we talked about the the original tragic event. Um, I want to know what what we're dealing with at first. Okay. Well, first and foremost. This is really interesting that we're recording the, the month we're recording. It is currently May. This this episode won't be released for a few months, but it's May. We already know things about Halloween Horror Nights 25, which we talked about in our previous episode, namely Jack and there's nine houses. Right. The first real announcement, apart from outside the park, that the general public knew about was not made until October 22nd. What? Yeah. <laughs> October 22nd is the first time the general public knew anything about Fright Nights. So, at this point in time, um, October 22nd, more than half of Halloween Horror Nights is done. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Just just putting that out there. Now, there's there's hints. To, not even hints. There's information out there. I mean, there's the, they did a promotion, I believe, with Pepsi. It's in my notes later. There was uh, They had to do some casting. There was things about it subtle not subtle but uh inexpensive advertising but the press release that they gave news agencies the local newspapers uh, the tv stations print orlando sentinel biggest newspaper in orlando and still is was handed out and dated october 22nd in 1991 i just wow. can't even fathom just learning about this days before the event starts yeah that's just i mean well if I rewind my brain to back in the you know late '80s, early '90s, Halloween was not the event that it is these days. Like, well, even a lot of the the holidays were not the events there are these days. You didn't have to have plans for Halloween months in advance. You True. could just kind of like, oh, oh, it's Halloween. Uh, what are you doing? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to go throw some rotten eggs at yeah, George's right. place. Yeah. But other than that. <laughs> 
didn't really have any plans. It's like, hey, you want to go to a party? Yeah, sure, why not? That's true. I mean, yeah, I don't know. This may be way off, but I think Halloween is probably the fastest growing holiday in our lifetime. I mean, absolutely, because there were no, not even like uh, people, older neighbors and my parents and older cousins never really went to Halloween parties that I knew about as a young age. They seemed to crop up within, like I said, my lifetime. And and I don't know that that's exactly right, but I I feel that's correct. Well, I think um, part of that phenomenon is that Halloween is getting more of a recognition thing worldwide. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because it was very much a a North American holiday for many, many, many years. And, you know, even now you, you go to some of the European countries to like, hello, what, (laughs) you know, uh, it's just not a thing for them. Right. And I mean, it, it all dates back to the Puritans and the Thanksgiving stuff and all that, that, that pretty things, it, it all dates back to that stuff, which, Europe didn't get, right? Europe didn't have, didn't get. We left them because, well, in America's case, they left them because they wanted to. In our case, we kicked them out. So <laughs> right. So I think it's one of those things where it's like well, it's gaining a worldwide momentum as well as it's gaining this, this momentum where it, you need months to plan for your costumes these days because they're so elaborate. Well, here's a question I never even dawned on me to ask you, but I think you kind of answered it with, with the information you gave, but I'm assuming Halloween is celebrated in Canada as well then. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I never even thought to ask that. I guess I just assumed it was Well, good assumption. There's, there's a really interesting um, anomaly to costumes in Canada, especially for kids. They have to fit over snowsuits. Because most of the time, in yeah, right. Most of the places in Canada, when you're going trick or treating, it's already been snowing and it's cold outside, and your costume's got to fit over your snowsuit, which just makes you look extra buff, Batman. So in Saskatchewan, did you have to like start Halloween on the the twenty seventh so you could get at least the five houses by the thirty first? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, um, so one thing in Canada, at least when I grew up. Uh, Halloween has a huge UNICEF tie-in. That used, that was a thing in school. We were given in elementary school. We were given UNICEF boxes like a week before Halloween every year. Yeah, so we had this huge UNICEF tie-in, and so we were begging for for candy, obviously. But we also had the UNICEF boxes, and we would get cash for the UNICEF boxes. And then you know, as you got to be fourteen, thirteen to fifteen era, and you'd go with the UNICEF boxes, you know, you'd you'd get fifty bucks in the UNICEF box, and you'd hand in thirty. <laughs> whatever right because um but so there was there was that big tie-in as well and yeah we had we had pretty much very much an american style uh thing okay thank you uh halloween okay yeah didn't even occur to me to ask that so okay good to know so we are we're both grew up pretty much the same way and led to where we're at now with Mm -hmm. pretty much the same experiences okay good good so Going back to that press release, I actually have a copy of the press release here, and it's titled Universal Studios Florida Awakens Horror Horror, Horror Stores. (laughs) Let's try that again. Universal Studios Florida Awakens Horror Stores for Halloween Spectacular. And then the text reads Orlando, Florida, Universal Studios Florida Awakens Classic and Modern Day Horror Stores for Fright Nights. Creatures emerge from the depth and darkness and join Tom Williams, president of Universal Studios Florida, to unveil Fright Nights. 
the Halloween spooktacular, which I never liked that word. Uh. <laughs> I just don't like that word. But yeah. they used it. The Halloween spooktacular will take place on Friday, October 25th, Saturday, October 26th, and Halloween night, Thursday, October 31st from 6 p.m. to midnight. Now, wow. yeah, first first notable thing there is three nights. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've gone three nights in a week. I'm not kidding. I, I, I get that, dude. Yeah. I, I, you know, <laughs> like, uh, I, I would go three nights in a week I, if I lived there, too, because right? shit. This, uh, this press release has an accompanying picture, which is awesome. It's a black and white photo. It has Tom Williams, president of Universal Studios. Uh, he's in front of a podium that is kind of decorated with dead flowers and a vine wrapped around it. And on his right are classic Universal horror monsters, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Mummy, Wolfman, Dracula, and Hunchback and Notre Dame. Then on his left uh, is a very interesting collection. It has the monsters, but like not okay. the, and, but yes, yes, the monsters from the TV show, but it's like the monsters go Hawaii version because Herman has a Hawaiian shirt on. <laughs> he's the only one dressed like that but it's herman in a hawaiian shirt lily grandpa Marilyn, and eddie and this is awesome instead of eddie holding his usual wolfman doll he's holding a chucky doll which i thought was a great little tie-in to modern horror that's that is that's that's pretty funny that was neat that was yeah that, they gave me a chuckle so okay three nights we just talked about that uh this year we talked about in the last episode record-breaking nine houses yeah you got to guess how many were this year it, it, how many were this year? Of 1991, of the first oh, year. Uh, let me guess four. Well, you're off by three. One? Yes, one haunted house. Seriously? Dead serious. And they wow. even... And I think, and I, I don't... Not speaking for you, but I, I know you've, you've had a, a far more... Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I think you enjoy the scare zones more than I do. I like... I like don't get me All wrong. Right, I love them, but I think you love them even more. No, sca- no scare zones to speak of. No, really? no official scare zones. We'll say so there's. Was, so, so there was just kind of like a, a, a scary atmosphere and yeah, the, a haunted house. Yes, it really didn't. Things didn't congeal to a scare zone, but we'll get more into what's going on, and uh, it's not lacking. Streets aren't lacking of things, but there is right. no. There's no scare zone. There's, there's like no Walking Dead scare zone. There's no. A uh, voodoo scare zone. There's no uh, whatever you know. You know how they're themed now. Yeah, none of that. None of that that year. Huh. Interesting. Yep. So now this okay. blew this blew me away. Ticket price. The advanced ticket price was. Do you even want to guess at this? Because no. Okay, I, 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 that's just a waste uh, of time. Because let me tell you, it was twelve ninety five. Let me guess. Fast Pass didn't exist. No, no, didn't. Fast Pass didn't exist. If you waited to the last minute and bought it at the gate, you were <laughs> ripped off an extra three dollars with a whopping fifteen ninety five. Uh, you know that, that's one of those things that you know theme park inflation, ticket price inflation, is not even close to to uh, uh, relational to <laughs> normal inflation, right? Twelve ninety five is a real good guess of what you and Dave paid for your first drink last year because you guys go for the liquor drinks. I get the beer. <laughs> right. Yeah, that is that is actually uh, <laughs> probably a well, I mean, I think it was only uh ten ninety five. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so so I I mean I would add some spare change to get right, into yep. the first one, right? Right, yeah, yeah. And if you're going to tip, if you're being generous and tipping, then we're at ticket price, maybe. 
Uh, always tip because otherwise <laughs> okay, you, you don't know what's in your drink. Oh right? yeah, right. Yeah. Plus, I mean, anybody who's got to work these, I, I knowing now having gone to theme parks with you and, and especially with Christy and, you know, having uh, your wife's insight into all of the, the stuff that goes on, I have a lot more respect for the people that even working concessions in theme parks. And so, uh, you know, it used to be, it was like, dude, get a real job. But now it's kind of like, no, no, I, I get where you're going with this. And yeah, you're, you're not having a good time. So here, here's a few bucks. Right. Yeah. And I have a real respect for the people that, are behind them because I've seen Universal grow from where it was struggling for when when I first moved here. There's a real possibility of it closing because they were just not doing well and not getting the people in there and they turned it around and they, you know, didn't have the money to turn around so they had to turn around the experience and they got the people to and you're right. I mean, it's they couldn't pay them more money. It's a lot of things they do aren't great jobs, but they managed to somehow get them motivated, get them to come in and get them to do a good job and get it to the park it is now. So I have a real respect for everybody behind the scenes that Absolutely. got it to where it is now these days and yeah. continues to grow. I mean, now now is the best time to be a Universal Studios fan. I mean, I'm sitting here watching the news. They just released another attraction this week that I shared with you while Disney's sitting there going, oh, should we do older new Star Wars? What if they don't like the new Star Wars? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so No, it's... um, And, and you know... Plus the the you know we, when we go to the, the Halloween Horror Nights, I mean I like to get liquored up at the Halloween Horror Nights, yeah. and <laughs> you know it's like I watch these guys and they're like, yeah, well we can't pour the extra shot in, you have to, and then you know they're pouring me the thing full, and you know it's however it, much spills over into my drink as they're pouring it, that's how much they get tipped, sort of thing. Right? <laughs> gotcha, yeah. But but you know it's like I'm always shelling bucks out before they're even pouring because it's just like here you go, this would you know. The, there's the thing just pour me a good drink and they like they're good guys that's one thing i did not mention this last episode i wish i had that's one thing i'm looking forward to covering in 25 that i don't think anyone's ever covered on a halloween hard nights coverage i mean there's been a lot of specials on podcast no one has ever talked about the food and drink that's something i want to hit hard with 25 i want to do reviews on the drinks where the best ones are, the best experiences, and the food. I think that's an aspect that is not getting the coverage it deserves because we've had some great drinks and some damn good food for a theme park at Halloween Horror Nights. Absolutely. So. I remember the, the one year we went, uh, we'll get to it. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. If I could have Twister Taters every Saturday night, I'd be a happy man. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, back to 1991. 1991. So, okay. Now, as far as, I said no scare zones, but... There were a shit ton of shows on the streets everywhere. So first of all, there was a universal ongoing show. It was a scheduled show, and it was called Beetlejuice Dead in Concert featuring the Ghostbusters. Now, I think this was also a regular show in the park. I'm not sure if this was... Wait a minute. Okay. Jeez. Oh, uh, my brain's hurting because... <laughs> You're telling me that Beetlejuice and Ghostbusters existed by then. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that will fuck them old. <laughs> Sorry. Holy <laughs> shit. What's sad is that the Ghostbusters have come and gone in almost all forms in our time at Universal, so I won't even get into that. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm sorry. I okay. didn't mean to cut you off. No problem. Another, I'm old, Joe. Yeah, but, well, Jesus, I'm old. I've, yeah. The Beetlejuice and the ghostbusters that's just such a weird crossover to me you know <laughs> it is it's but i guess when you own those two properties 
and it seems like you, you wouldn't want to waste buying or licensing a third when these two would work perfectly together. Yeah. So now this show, like I said, it was, an, it was a show that was featured during the day at one point in Universal. I don't know if it started Halloween Horror Nights or if it was ongoing prior to this. I really couldn't find it. I tried to look up the information, didn't actually find the true answer. But the reason I know it exists is because there's a bit of an internet famous YouTube video floating around dated 1992 and it takes it's a video of this show and why it's internet famous is that uh Winston the Ghostbuster Winston was played by a then 19-year-old Wayne Brady. Oh shit. Yeah, Wayne Brady was actually a performer. He's a performer performer of several things at Universal Orlando. I, I had no idea yeah. he ever worked there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's if you, I bet you would be on his wiki page if you look. Sure, it's I, not hard to find. I'm sure it's not. I'm just. I mean, I like Wayne Brady. I'm just not that huge a fan of his. Yeah. So just like you know, to, for and I guess it's weird to me. Like I've been to Universal several times now, and I've seen the actors, and I know that these guys are trying to break into the acting business. Yeah. It just I don't. It doesn't click for me that that they ever any of them ever actually make it it's really weird when i learn there is one not weird but it's 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 a little strange like wayne brady's one i want to say joy fatone was the other that that had uh that christy had pointed out to me now i don't know i don't i i know she actually hasn't worked with him i but i think they worked at the park at the same time together shit like yeah like and it's just kind of like yeah well i mean odds are some of them are gonna make it right yeah and some of them are gonna make it really big so yes. yep oh yeah yeah and there's several she pointed out i can't think of them and they're not i i would say of the ones she's pointed out to me wayne brady and joy fatone are probably the two most famous I'm not saying that the others aren't famous i just they they're not they're not doing something i watch regularly enough to remember but there's quite right. a few there are quite a few so that was this show like i said was a ongoing show at universal I, I'm still not 100% sure if it started with Fright Nights or if it was incorporated into Fright Nights because it's Beetlejuice and Ghostbusters. It works perfectly. Either or seems like a legitimate answer. I just could not find the answer by the time of this recording. And it, it might have been one of those things where they were planning one and they were planning the other and then they just kind of said, oh, well, let's just mash them together. Could have been. Could have been. That is something I can actually, I know some people I can ask that would give me the answer for future recordings. So I might do that. We said several times, we probably will follow up on stuff we learn as we go along. That is definitely one of them. Cool. So as far as sideshows, this is, what, this is something that has kind of been phased out over the years, I've seen it kind of at it in its last heydays of, of sideshow performers when I first started going in the late 90s and early 2000s. But this first one, very sideshow heavy. In fact, you, and I, um, it was everywhere from all accounts, almost everywhere you went, you're an eyesight of something going on in the streets. It had a performer hey. called Dr. Death, the Elastic Woman, the Human Pincushion. Can um, you to describe a sideshow for me, like a, a, what it would look like? A sideshow? Yeah. Okay. The the one that I saw, uh, this may, he may or may not have been in this year. It was a uh, it was a sort of a contortionist. It was a, a very fit gentleman, about six feet tall, and he had about a two and a half foot by two and a half foot clear cube, and he would uh, get himself inside that cube and shut it. You know what I mean? Like crawl in there, like sure. contort his legs and whatnot, that kind of thing. Like people doing uh, about a five, 10 minute show, taking a break for 10, 15 minutes, coming back and doing it again, or an adjustment on that type uh, of show. Okay. Human, human pincushion, I would imagine, was a gentleman who was pierced 
in different sure. places and would put large, you know, skewers through whatever, like the flesh in his yeah. shoulder or through his cheek. I've seen people like that. Yeah. No, no, I was, I, I was just kind of like trying to figure out, uh, how that differed from some of the stuff they're doing, but I don't think that they've really gone away from that because, you know, if you look at some of the stuff they're doing right now, which is, um, uh, the face off stuff and, uh, uh, you know, those things, those to me are just an evolution of these side shows. Okay. I'll, 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 that, okay. I won't argue that. Sure. It's, it's more elaborate, bigger budget, bigger production. Okay. Right. It's, it's an evolution, yep. but as far as the an evolution, but I think it's still that sideshow thing, right? Where you've got these guys that are just kind of hanging out there and, uh, they're doing their thing and yeah, especially the face off stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's. That's true, but I uh, I don't know. I guess the, perform- the individual performance aspect of it has gone away. I have seen that. Yes. that they have had that a lot. They really had it a lot. And this is something maybe I, it would not surprise but, me to see come back in 25. They used to have it to entertain people waiting in line before uh, Express Pass so, became huge. So that I would would like to see as well because that, that sounds pretty cool. But but even then, you know, like I'm thinking, you remember when, when we were roaming the streets and all of a sudden this 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 massive on the wheels thing would just drop down and we'd have the dance show, right? The, the drum show. Death so, drums so, was its name. Yeah. But, but that, those are the things that I'm talking about. It's just like an evolution of these, uh, you know, sort of, uh, street performances you're talking well, that's, about. And I won't argue that death drums is certainly like that, but think about 23 and 22, 23 and 24. They didn't have any of those. <laughs> that's true. So I still, I think I still think the sideshows kind of went away i don't know this is an ongoing discussion and, and, yeah, well, and maybe we'll, with we'll that in that my up. maybe with that in my mind i'll actually see the evolution more than i did when i was making the notes that's very possible cool so so what were the sideshows okay the so i don't know what each one was i just have their names okay. um i can give you the names we can speculate on some chainsaw massacre i'm <laughs> gonna guess where the was the original incarnation of the chainsaw drill team i don't know I be betcha. dr death i do not know. The Elastic Woman has got to be a contortionist. Yeah. Human Pincushion, got to be yeah. a pierced guy. Magical Mania, I'm sure that was a magician. How could that yeah. not be? Uh, Madame Cousel, Gypsy for, a gypsy for, the Gypsy Fortune Teller. Okay, that the, her she, title she, says what she right. is after that. Exactly. Cobra, Cobra Woman um, probably did some she kind of snakes. ridiculously sexy dance with a snake that I should not get attracted to, but would be if I had seen it. Right. Dragon Breath, Fire Eater. Yeah. Star shower. I don't know. I even looked this up and Star I cannot shower. find a, a explanation that would fit a show. I mean, even I think I even found some Japanese cartoons that I ended up watching way too much of, but uh star shower, like the shower part of that is, is interesting. Universal science band. I think I had seen this somewhere else where it's, they have, they do music with like some, uh, uh, like electrical gear. I can't, oh, what is that thing called that you put your hands on? It's like, oh, what the hell is that oh, called? Oh, uh, uh, right. I think it's like different items like that where they make music out of. I, again, speculating. I don't know. I wasn't there. Wish I was there, but I wasn't. Dragon Prince, or I'm sorry, Prince Dragon. Mm, that could be anything. Iron Belly. That's probably someone who ate. Uh, different swords. metal pieces. I've seen that before. Yeah. yeah. Start swallowing, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. The human impaler. That's, yeah. that could be, oh, that might be a sword, a sword swallower. 
Yeah, I was thinking maybe the other guy is just eating like bicycle pieces or something. Yes, right, which I've seen as well. Yeah, you know. The Grave Diggers, uh, obviously some kind of performance group, but I don't know what. Yeah, that that just sounds like somebody's, you know, the the ditch diggers with with spookiness to them (laughs) now they have some shows that i do have notes on i save those for last and i'll get to the notes first and foremost uh the pen dragons i know who these people are they're a husband (laughs) and wife or were husband and wife magician team and they performed at the animals actor stage and i i i've known of them i've seen them on tv seen them a lot of places i looked them up they got not only divorced but apparently like really divorced and i was like whoo i didn't hear this story (laughs) Whoa! So he's right, performing with someone else now. I don't know what she's doing. So I was like, okay, okay. All they right, used then. to be. I think uh, this is me. This is. I don't have the notes on this. This is a memory that popped in my head. I think they used to used used to hold the world record for a trick where you know, like the magician would stand up and hold a a big curtain in front of him and he and he toss it in the air and when it when it came down on the ground, his assistant was standing where he was. Gotcha. I think they used to hold the world record for the fastest one of that. Oh, okay. There was a one of the buildings, the the interior buildings. They changed over to Doctor Frankenstein's theater, and featuring the Mistress of the Night, and she was like one of those old sixties, seventies TV show hosts, but live. And she was hosting viewings of Frankenstein and Dracula, which I would have loved to freaking oh, see at one of these things. Yeah, that would have been freaking cool. Of all these shows, that's the one I was like, I wish they would do something like that again. But I don't know how they could. There's just too many people that go, and not. Yeah. Not too many as a bad thing. There's just it'd be hard to host that many people. Yeah, no, that, that's just. But that would have been really kind of cool. I would have loved to have gone to that because that really kind of sounds like that old timey Halloween feely sort of stuff, right? Like just what you really want to see. I, I don't know. It's plus the channel. It sounds like they're channeling Elvira. It sounds like they're channeling <laughs> all those kinds of things, right? Right. Now, there was another show featuring Beetlejuice, and this one was called the Beetlejuice Graveyard Tours. And from what I could find, which I wasn't all that much, but from what I could find, it seems like this is a prelude to the Beetlejuice Graveyard show that's been part of Universal Studios for years. It's changed and been revamped every few years, but it's, it has been around for a long time. It starts off with the Blues Brothers pushing their car, the Bluesmobile, into the Bates Motel. Now, this is, I just realized, again, this is another aspect of Universal you never saw. They used to have a mock-up of the Bates Motel and the Bates Mansion on property. That's long since gone. That is, I believe, was over where the kids' area was, where the only time we ever go to the kids' area is the pass-through to go to the houses at Halloween Horror Nights. Right. So, But that used to be the the Bates Motel area. So they had a a show there. There's a pre-show of the... Um, Blues Brothers uh, pushing the car in. Norman Bates comes out to meet them. Uh, they need a place to stay. They don't have gas. Kind of, kind of like being out of gas. I guess in the movie, I didn't really make that connection. The Blues Brother movie, but in in trade for staying the night, they're going to play a concert. In okay. the midst, midst of all this, Norman's mother starts yelling at him. As normal, mother uh, Norman storms off, and uh, or I wouldn't say as normal, but at one point, Norman storms off as he's having this argument with his mother. And then in this, when he has to leave to go deal with his mother, he passes him off to the tour guide for the property, who is Beetlejuice, of all people. Very interesting mix of properties here. Blues Brothers, Norman Bates, and Beetlejuice. Yeah, I'm like, wow, this is just going weird areas. So finally, as Beetlejuice is 
giving the tour of the graveyard. He is raising bodies from the graveyard who end up being right. universal classic monsters sort of they're not the exact ones but they resemble them and then we get into a music number and that's what leads me to believe this is the precursor of the beetlejuice show because that is what the beetlejuice right. show is now it sounds i mean it sounds like they were just sort of throwing it all out there and yeah, trying to right. figure out what would work which yeah. which of course that's what you're gonna do right like it's and honestly it sounds like they hit a few few of them out of the park because there's there's elements of some of this stuff in the shows today yeah right and so that to me says a, a whole bunch about how successful they were in the beginning is like you know we're just kind of throwing everything we can into this trying to see what'll work right. and all of a sudden it's like this is freaking working and today we still see elements of year one that's awesome yeah so there was another street show this was cool there someone took a real good video of this and it stood the test of time i don't know how they converted it so quickly to digital or maybe they just never played the video again until they were able to put it on youtube but it is it is great detail it was called the thunderdome show yeah, oh, that, so there, <laughs> that means that's, that happened before it, this too. Jesus, and it is based after Thunderdome. Now it doesn't have any of the. It doesn't have Tina Turner. I mean, it has. Yeah. It's led by a woman, but it's not. They didn't even try to make her Tina Turner. That's just way too iconic. To yeah. if you don't get it right, you're going to get it real wrong. Yeah. Now, but the idea was that it was it was a a sacrifice to the event, basically a sacrifice to the event. And they would find a traitor in the crowd, someone that was not with them, that was not there to enjoy the event, to sell their soul to Fright Nights. And it, the the funny part about it was is that the, the person was usually wearing a, a SeaWorld or, or another park shirt another other than Universal Studios to that insult to injury. They'd find someone with another oh, park shirt on. It was a plant, right. of course. I don't want to make it sound like they just pulled someone out. They had sure. someone planted in the crowd, and they would be wearing a different park shirt, which I thought was awesome. That's great. They'd pull them in, they put them into a cage up on stage, and then they would lower them into a pit, and it would be a stage sacrifice. And then when they would pull the cage out, they did the old, you know, magic switcheroo, to put the body out, yep. put a, a bloody flesh-eaten skeleton in, and raise that out. Yep. Already doing stage gore in 1991, and That's it looked great. Awesome. It looked really good. That is... Uh, that, I, I'm, I'm really excited that they've been doing this kind of stuff for that long. Like, cause you know, we go, when we go this year, that's what it all is. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's all the bloody gore. And, uh, one show missing though. Very, mm -hmm. I mean, really stands out as missing was the bill and Ted. Excellent. Halloween adventure did not uh, exist back then. That's another thing that hadn't happened yet. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't know if it's missing, or not added yet because this is the first one. It's hard to say. I mean, sure. I say scare zones are missing. I say this is missing, but are they missing because it's the first one? It's not like they have been there and yeah. been gone. So not I mean, they don't exist not, yet. Yeah, it's not like they're missing. It's just uh, you know they haven't evolved into that yet. I think this is really what's happening there. There was a main stage setup, uh, and now this is to me when I say that I, I I can picture exactly what it is. This was well before. The main stage, you know, you know, as soon as you walk in the park, there's that main stage and that whole yeah. grassy courtyard that didn't used to exist. In fact, we're going to actually talk quite a bit about what was there and its relation to Halloween Horror Nights. But 
prior to that, there was a main stage that was taken up, put up, taken down as needed, particularly during Mardi Gras. That's when I had seen it. The first time I ever actually saw the main stage, I saw Huey Lewis in the news of all people <laughs> at Mardi Gras. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, Huey needed money. Well, yeah, and it came with the ticket. In my case, it came with the ticket price. So it was no extra cash wow. out of my pocket to see him. But this main too, stage, oh, go ahead. Too bad, too bad you couldn't have said that about Xanadu, huh? Oh, that would don't go there. <laughs> so the main stage was set up for this event, and it hosted something called Main Stage Madness. Now, this looked like it, this is. Most of this, I have the information I got, I got from video clips of it in passing, not really dead on video clips of it. It looked like it was the main show prior to Bill and Ted. Like this was the thing that you'd come see, sit down for an hour and then go back out into the park. That's what it looked like to me. Uh-huh. Looked like uh, there was a there was a pre-show. This I definitely saw details on. There was a pre-show, was a, a processional, not quite a parade. There was... Characters, the dressed up characters, hooded characters that would walk towards the stage to kind of lead the crowd to it to let them know that the event was time to start. And they would hold the people in front of this processional were holding these huge vertical banners that just had horror icon, just the names on them. Really hmm. interesting touch. Like not pictures, just the name. Like Frankenstein, Dracula, The Fly, right. Phantom of the Opera, Freddy. So this processional led up to the stage, and then everything started. It looked like there was a bit of a pre-show before the main concert. Couldn't really make out what was going on. There's definitely pyrotechnics. Those were difficult to miss in the video. But the main act, no Bill and Ted this year, as we started the show with, talking talking about briefly, the main act was Paul Revere and the Raiders. <laughs> you, you laughed at Huey Lewis. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, come on. Paul Revere and the Raiders, that's just, that's just kitschy good good stuff yeah. but you know huey lewis that's just <laughs> rash right. so i mean don't get me wrong i love 80s music but huey lewis that was just bad i like a couple huey lewis songs. i don't know why we're talking so much about huey lewis on this episode but <laughs> i like huey lewis songs not necessarily a whole concert right yeah, there's one or two that are just catchy and and you can sing with on the radio when it actually hits your playlist or something but other than that no well yeah Actually, uh, uh, something occurred to me as we were talking. The Paul Revere and the Raiders, I kind of laugh at only because they're an older group. And I saw them at like a revival concert with Herman's Hermits and the Monkeys. And it just, and I was thinking, but now that I think about it, I remember their show being pretty high energy. They had like some kind of, um, what would you call those? Like a uh, uh, British war period costumes, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they were so, they were a good. So act. it's a pretty it's a, it's a pretty good band for the party atmosphere this event was putting together. Actually, I I I would go see it. Yeah, so I laughed at this, putting my notes together, but really in perspective of everything we're talking about, it fits in pretty damn well. So I kind of take back the the chortle I had when I put my notes together. The only and the thing, the weird thing is, like, I think Huey Lewis would have been better for like a Mardi Gras thing because he fits in with that old Back to the Future stuff, yeah, right? Well, he was, yeah. I mean, it was Mardi Gras, so yeah. But uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> stop talking about Huey Lewis. All right. <laughs> yeah. How about the news? Uh, I, if you can name me one member of the news, I will give you a prize. You only, not anyone listening. Without, oh, t- I can hear your keyboard, so you can't. <laughs> Yeah, I can't. Okay. <laughs> me neither. In fact, I wouldn't know if you're right or wrong. You could have lied to me. So they had one more event before we get to the haunted house, which I'm I'm not avoiding. I'm saving that for last. But there was one more event, and it was on Halloween night. It was called the Mardi Gras Costume Contest. It was held at 
7.30 in the evening, and it was held on the very last night, and it was the finale for a costume contest that had been held, I think, predominantly in area schools from the accounts I've been finding. Not entirely sure that's 100% accurate, but schools were somehow involved, which would make sense. That's a quick way to get word out to uh, people that would want to participate into this very quickly. Absolutely. Now, the... sucky part about this they were brought in through another access point in the park and then sequestered until the contest so they missed out on the first hour and a half and then add in the time of the concert or the the event which is probably roughly an hour they missed out of two and a half hours of the night of halloween horror nights by participating in this that sucks yeah that sucks i mean it's cool to be part of it but sucks that you if you waited the last night to go and now you've missed it only runs for six hours and you missed damn near close a third of it that sucks yeah i would not be happy about that yeah it's just one of those things where it's like oh great i'm glad you want me to be a part of this kind of stuff or whatever but you know just tell me how long it's gonna take yeah right yeah because i I need to be i need to make a a conscious decision that i want to sacrifice this much time to be a part of the show but who knew to ask that then? I mean, this is the first time anyone in this area has seen this, and they probably right. didn't know about the Hollywood one. So absolutely, this is just absolutely. Tough, it's so easy to think in hindsight, but I really don't. I don't know uh, what I would I, do had I been there. Right, and, and it's it's so easy to screw up in hindsight. Right, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I didn't even think about that. It's weird. Now, okay, the single haunted house, which is just so weird to say. Yeah. It was called the Dungeon of Terror, and this is a name that's going to come up a lot, and I think we're going to see it in a few months related to 25-2. Well, I don't know. That's just a guess of mine. But it's called the Dungeon of Terror, and it was built out of the, or over and inside the Jaws Q line at the time. Well, first of all, Jaws existed. That's gone now. But at the time, Jaws was closed down because there's, I don't even know if you know this, there was two versions of Jaws. One the first version had uh, terrible mechanical problems and rarely yeah. worked when it, when it did work, it was awesome, but rarely worked. It was refurbished in the one that you've probably seen. Yeah. Well, I've seen, I actually have seen both. Uh, I only saw the later one live. The other one I've seen in like media of some sort. Okay. That's yeah. Yeah. There's, there's lots of uh, coverage of that out there. Yeah. So Thanks. the, uh, so it was since Q since, uh, I'm sorry, since Jaws was down, the Q-Line gave a lot of real estate, and that's where they built the haunted house. And description of the house, best I can, there's no good video of the inside of the house, which not only makes sense of the age, it's just, I mean, you can't take a, 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 a VHSC camera and get anything in a dark house. Right. So none of it, if they tried, it just, you wouldn't have been to see it anyway. So I'm going on detailed accounts by people that were there and doing my best to piece everything together. I did, I did see video and pictures of the outside. It's a huge castle type facade. Are you just like intentionally trying to make me feel old at this point or what? <laughs> Why is that? Cause because of the technology I'm bringing up? Right. It's like, oh, well, we couldn't possibly have taken a camera in there that would have done. Yeah. Fuck. Now everybody's got one in their pocket. Yeah, well, I, you know what? I went through this roller coaster of emotions putting these notes together, so I guess that's why it's not affecting me on on mic now. <laughs> no, I, I think you're just torturing me intentionally, but that's okay. You yeah. know, you do that. That's true. Yeah, you, you got it. <laughs> so, big castle type facade, and it had characters on top of the structure, like yelling down at you. 
another element that is we don't have now and just well uh, it's i think it's another element that's that's evolved yeah exactly that's what I, that's kind of what i'm saying i mean i'm not saying that's good or bad it doesn't exist um what what is so cool about this house as i've been reading is that is is they since this was the first one like they really didn't know what not to do if that right. makes sense no, and that does. And it sounds like some of the stuff they did it was like, we will never see again because it's almost dangerous. <laughs> it's like, and I'll get to that. The one in particular I'm thinking of, I'll get to it very shortly here. Let me describe the, the house best I can. Uh, first, the, the blood-aid walls, which you'd expect in a haunted house dungeon. Sure. Uh, one of the first huge elements you see that catches you by surprise is a six-foot spider with dangling webs from the ceiling like almost reaching down at you probably not animatronic at this point, but maybe with some off, off, uh, out of sight puppetry, maybe not, maybe just be hanging there. I'd love to think that the, the arms were being puppeteered somehow. Yeah. Well, who knows? Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, the people that, the, the, yeah. the ones that people were lucky enough to it. go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The ones that were lucky enough to go and the ones that were lucky enough to be working it. Yes. Yeah. Cause I mean, that that's, that's a gotta be a monumental thing on your resume too. It's like, yeah, that thing I did the first one. That's why I really want to get a friend of mine in here because not only is he a large part of the event today, these days, and has been for a few years, he has worked as a character and has been a fan. And I believe I've never thought to ask him. I always took it as he has. I believe he's been to everyone. Wow, that sounds pretty fucking cool. Once you're past the spider, there's a the quintessential homicidal maniac that just broke out of the asylum wing of the dungeon and he's terrorizing everybody as they walk by uh further inside and but close to the beginning is a plexiglass floor which is one of those elements i think that they just realized that it's not a great idea with that many people walking over it i nothing happened thank goodness i don't think i mean i just think it's one of those things that, that it just was uh, like i said they didn't know what not to do Right. And underneath the plexiglass floor was an a crypt and inside it was the now infamous rat lady, the woman that's encased in a clear coffin with rats running all around her. Oh. You, you've seen her on the streets. Everyone has yeah. basically seen her on the streets unless they've been at this house. Yeah. And she's been there every year except 24, oddly enough. Weird. Yeah, I don't I mean, I have I've heard an explanation why she wasn't at 24 recently, but uh, other than that, she's been there every year, and this is her first appearance, and her first appearance is in a way I've never seen, under your feet. That's, I couldn't even imagine that. That's, yeah, that's absolute, that's a really, that's a really cool fact, actually. Yeah, yep, and the idea is her scratching at you, screaming for help, which is completely different than I how I've learned to know this character. Right. So... We go through the house. The corridors start to get a little, a little tighter. Characters are hanging out the walls, much like we've seen now. Uh, there's a, a live hanging in one room, like a body being dropped what? from the ceiling be, uh. behind, like a uh, chain link wall. I've seen uh, shots of this in a promo video for that year. You okay. actually see the guy jump. I thought it was a, I thought it was a dummy. Until he opens his eyes and reaches out for the camera. And obviously, the, it has to be a chest harness or, or something like that because uh, the brunt of the fall has to be spread across his torso, across his whole body, or else he's, he's going to get seriously hurt. Right. I have not seen that element. I've seen some really cool 
elements, including flying characters, I've never seen a live hanging in front of me. Uh, I've never seen a live hanging in front of me in any way, shape, <laughs> right? Or, yeah, and um, I kind of like to <laughs> at this point, right? And there's, I have several people that I will volunteer to be hanged. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Mm. Uh, another couple elements here that I think was a case of told what not to do is that doors will shut in your face randomly as you're trying to walk through here. Now that Wait. you've got tens of thousands of people every hour coming through, that's incredibly <laughs> dangerous. Yeah, no, that wouldn't work. Yep. Uh, this description was awesome. Apparently, at one point, you're walking through the dungeon, and the walls start to literally close in on you. It's not an optical illusion. They are moving, and they're pliable. They're not soft like mattresses, but they're pliable, so they're not going to crush you, but they're actually squeezing you at one point. Maybe not to the point of discomfort, oh. but... Almost certainly be, creating a claustrophobic atmosphere. That would be so cool. <laughs> yeah, right? Especially like, if, if, if it happens so subtly, you don't see it coming, and next thing you know, you're, in right. a sense, trapped. Right, your shoulder, like, you're, you're the person in front of you, and you are, like, all of a sudden, like, starting to have to go side. That would be so good. Yeah, and they couldn't get away with that anymore. No, no. There's also a lot of uh, first... Uh, first-hand accounts of characters did actually touch you this year. They didn't manhandle you, but they touched you. That is a huge no, like absolutely under any circumstance, do not do that for the characters now and probably has been ever since, since this year. Really? Because yeah. I could have sworn the first year I was there, one of them touched me. Um, I mean, I, I can't say that they aren't going, that and, isn't going and to happen. And, and it might be one of those things that I just thought they did because it was the first time somebody really freaked me out. We were walking through this, <laughs> right. this hallway thing and there was these slats in the walls and all of a sudden his hand came out from one of the slats and in my head, they grabbed me. Okay, and, right, right. And this could be totally in my head and, you know, giving this character their, their due diligence, I'm sure it's totally in my head, but it completely freaked me the fuck out because this was like one of the... <laughs> first rooms i'd ever gone into right and it was like all of a sudden somebody's grabbing at me through the wall and it was like Whoa. oh I've, I've made contact with uh characters for sure like one i'd jump out of one way and they'd be coming from another and we'd we'd either you know their hand would brush up against me or i'd run no. full into them but it wasn't never it was never intentional no but in my head this i is know what you're saying just, yeah just like yeah. grabbing my onto my right. arm and just like and, and i'm Honestly, after everything that you've said about how this is like a big no-no, I'm sure it's in my head. Yeah, okay, right. But at the same time, my memory, my memory is like, no, they they grabbed the fuck onto you and they were dragging you into that wall, man. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was. Anyway, it was really good. That's how my that's my brain story, and it's sticking. <laughs> the house was specifically designed with the intent of taking twelve minutes to walk through, but it seems, from all accounts, it was about five to eight minutes. I don't know; I wasn't there, but I've been through enough houses that, and, and considering there is less people at this one than any other event, knowing how fast frantic people, scared people push everybody else through that house i could certainly see the intention of it being 12 minutes being cut down to eight minutes very very easily uh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you remember the, the the what i remember as the whispering chick the, the chick that i was whispering in her ear oh, yeah way. right uh, yeah <laughs> i think we got through the house a lot faster than normal that one <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, this particular one it took six weeks to build 
and it will appear again in our conversations of Halloween Horror Nights. Then it retires, but comes back as a reimagined one later, but no sense of bringing those up because we'll cover those in depth we'll in those, future yeah. years. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, it sounds really fun. Oh, like it, I it sounds like so something that, have been there. you know, would have been definitely worth 12 bucks. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like shit. I'd have paid 12 bucks to go do that. Fuck yeah. yeah I'd pay 12 bucks to go do that right now. <laughs> 12 bucks. God. Just, yeah, I, I pay today's 12 bucks, which is probably 20 bucks. I, I pay 20 bucks to go do that. No problem. Especially the sideshows. Like, uh, just, I mean, I don't know. I'm a history fan and I love the fact that entertainment, especially the, the, I don't even know how to say the word, the macabre sort yes, of yep. uh, history of entertainment, right? Where it's like you got the bearded ladies and the, the grotesque dude and the whatever you've got in your carnival or circus or whatever, right? Those have always been so interesting to me how even through the ages when some of them were so obviously totally fakely bad, people would pay shit tons of money of their current money, like <laughs> right. current currency money to see this stuff and just go and get grossed out by this stuff and just laugh at this stuff or, or, you know, puke or whatever the, what your reaction was. It's just an incredible, awesome thing to see all of this stuff through history that I know, you know, uh, and now we're into Jesus, the shit they're trying to do to us these days. is just fucking awesome. Yeah. I, yeah, I, it's, uh, it's just amazing how I, 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 I have two surprises here. One, it's amazing to see how much has changed since this first one, but it's equally impressive to see how much it hasn't as far as, uh, the house, the makeup from the accounts of it, the, the wanting to entertain, the making it a huge Halloween party. So it's, it's. Absolutely. Yeah, and everything really on the, cool. everything on the streets is meant to make you into that mood and everything like getting up to the house is meant to make you into that mood. And yeah, it seems like they hit on winning formula and now they've just been making it better and better and better. Yep. Yep. Um, so I, th- I think that's, that's to me, that's the real t- takeaway from, from hearing about this is that the formula was, seems to have been an instant hit. They did it right the first time, and now they're just now they're just fucking with us. Yeah, <laughs> they, they really are. So I did want to talk about the advertising for the show a bit. Now I did say the big push wasn't until the twenty second of October. I can't say that enough because it just blows me away. But there was a little bit of almost news foreshadowing a bit here and there and most of it was in print and the first bit i could find was in a weekly business newspaper called central florida business which i can't tell if it still exists or not because there is a orlando business weekly i but i couldn't tell if this is what it turned into or if that failed and this one took over so i don't know if this paper's around anymore or not that doesn't matter the this first little bit showed up in the September 30th to October 6th edition. So still within the same month of the event, which is. So, so it sounds like what they were trying to do is drum up local, local business at at this point. That's exactly what they're doing at this point. You're exactly right. And this is just, 
it's slightly more than a blurb, but it's not even an article. In fact, it, it was literally labeled note. It's, its heading was note. And it was like on a catch-all page of things that didn't fit anywhere else. Right. And it read, the headline for it said, Universal Plans, Fright Nights for Halloween. And then the article said, or whatever you want to call it, says, Expect to hear more about Universal Studios Florida's plans for Halloween, capitalizing on a library of horror movie classics. The park is planning its three-night Fright Nights, said Randy Garfield, Executive Vice President of Marketing. From 6 p.m. till midnight, October 25th, 26th, and 31st, the park will be open at a special price for ghouls and gals. And uh, I, I'm rolling my eyes. You can't hear it at that. Almost like the uh, spectacular say, we said earlier. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We uh, we had classic movie monster franchise. We've had a classic movie monster franchise for 60 years, said Garfield, referring to movies in Universal's library. Included in its archives are Frankenstein, Dracula, and modern creatures such as Chucky the Doll with an Attitude. The park will add all sorts of entertainment, a slew of geeks and maniacs and misfits, Garfield said, as well as a temporary Dungeon of Doom attraction. Garfield said Universal would be releasing further details, including pricing soon. That was it. And that was with us stopping and talking a couple of lines in there. So that's the first real hint of what's going on. And there's two things in this article that I absolutely love. First is that there's in the middle of this, like smack dab in the middle of all this reading, is like a picture of Barlow Karloff as Frankenstein's monster and underneath it it says frankenstein and then my second favorite is that chucky the doll with attitude chucky is spelled c-h-u-c-k-i-e oh shit. <laughs> i wonder if that was uh, was that just an uh, an error or was that a licensing thing i don't know oh I, yeah that's a good question i don't know because now uh you look at uh they did have chucky well, we've seen Chucky as a character several times. Chucky was an icon, which we'll get into when we get into the icon era. So the name obviously was used then, but back, okay, back so that's probably just a, a, it, a stupid typo. Well, I mean, if you listen to what I just read, clearly this woman that put this article together, article together, doesn't <laughs> have. She don't, might have interest in Universal Studios and what they're doing, but she really doesn't have a grip on their right their their hooks on horror. So yeah. so and, and you know it's an interesting thing because we're talking about you know basically just after you and I got out of high school, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, back then, Halloween was a lot, it was um, not nearly as tied to horror as it is now. You know what True. I mean? True, yeah. Like, there were a couple horror films that were centered around Halloween, obviously, like Halloween, Halloween. Yep. Uh, you know, and there was, you know, stuff, but like, they hadn't tied Freddy and Jason and all those things really into Halloween a lot. Halloween was still like a, a trick-or-treat thing with the old witches and the ghosts and the blah, blah, blah. And there hadn't really been that tie-in at all like it is now, right? I mean, now it's like it's full on, right? right? Everybody, all the horror stuff is, is part of the Halloween-centric stuff. and But it wasn't like that in the 80s. So it's really interesting to see what, you know, the what it was and what it's going to be. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a detailed recollection other than the recollection of, I, I could tell you, my, all my costumes that I picked, had I been wearing them in the 80s? Probably, probably. I was 10, so I probably had my, the last of my costumes were in the 80s. Well, hell, even in the 70s, I don't think I ever wore one monster or horror villain outfit. It was always Star Wars, Star Trek, uh, robot, whatever. So, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And now I'm... 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, hell, just this past Halloween, there was ever that too. I mean, there's still that. There's still the pop icon. There's still the old what the kids love. But yeah, you do see a little more. I saw a couple purge kids, which was interesting. Those purge masks this wow. past Halloween. Yeah, that's I don't know cool. how they know that, but that's yeah, yeah that's kind of cool. <laughs> the next bit showed up in the same periodical or the paper, whatever you call it. Two weeks later, the 14th to 20th edition. Uh, this time it was under tourism, which makes more sense. And the, the article was, enti- was titled Staging a Monster Bash. This article was a little longer, so I'm not going to read it. It was basically more detail of what I they had just printed two weeks prior, but now it includes prices a little bit more about what to expect in the event, but still the, the same kind of pitch. So I actually have a screenshot of it. I'll, I'll post it on our Facebook page. Cool. For anyone that's interested in it. Uh, but the thing I wanted to get to, the whole reason I have this advertising section now is that when I found this, I was just, I am so sorry. This is another aspect I'm so sorry I missed. So around the time that this uh, Central Florida business coverage kind of ended, there was a Orlando Sentinel picked up everything. And Orlando Sentinel at the time was the biggest newspaper, still is the biggest newspaper in Orlando. Not only were they about to cover the event, which we'll get to, but leading into it, they had a three-week promotion for it that was co-sponsored by them and, at the time, the local TV station, WKCFTV18, which is now our local CW station. Man, I thought you were going to say WKRP. Yeah, right? Yeah. Every time I say W and and TV or radio, I think the same thing. So this was before UPN and before CW. Just to put that out there. And what it was, was there was a big half-page ad. It had the Fright Nights logo. Next to it, it said, win free Universal Studio Passes to the Halloween party that's to die for. The A little bit under that had some details about the event, the prices, the Ticketmaster phone number, the Pepsi cross-promotion blurb. But the main content of this, and it, was, it happened three times, was that there was a big picture of a horrific scary looking mutant and what it was was a picture of a central florida local celebrity that was made up as a fright night's ghoul and you had to guess who it was and if you guessed it and you sent in there's a little slip on on the bottom left hand corner a little slip where you put your answer your name your phone number your age you mail it in to a p.o box and then they had a random drawing and if your drawing was pulled and you were right you won one of 150 pairs of tickets they're giving away for this event that's pretty cool, actually. That was awesome. Now, I there was three all together. I found number two and number three. First one ran on October 14th. The second ran on October 23rd. I don't know when the first one ran, but if you did the math and they, they had the same amount of days between, you could guess that it was around October 5th. So since beginning of October till the event ran, you had a chance. They were kind of promoting it and getting people involved and getting the word out. And this is... a pretty good way to get locals in there because if you want to win Absolutely. something and you don't recognize who this person is you start passing it around the office saying who do you think it is and now other people are getting exposed to it yeah great no that's, that was that, that's a brilliant way to get people interested in, yep. and coming in and especially like like we were talking about this there was such a focus on on just locals at this point yeah yeah and uh i, I didn't the the clues were they got you thinking like the um the first one would probably be where was it i wrote it down it said uh this monster has been known to shake a lot of hands and kiss babies so i'm guessing maybe the mayor but i have no idea who the mayor was in 1991 i don't i have some local politician of some sort i also have no idea who the mayor is in 2015 so 
<laughs> so the th- now the third one was a little tougher. It said this wicked warrior, or I'm sorry, for this wicked warrior, the pen is mightier than a sword. So a writer on the newspaper, I don't know. That's no idea. But that's one of those ones that with some help you could probably figure it out with some friends. Yeah. But here's my once again another favorite part for me. If you couldn't figure it out all you had to do was watch alf monday through saturday at 6 30 on channel 18 for more clues <laughs> alf <Yes>. alf yep <laughs> oh that tells you exactly what genre this was in yeah what era, era this was in sorry uh. so once the 20 or the yeah the 25th hit i mean that's when advertising really got big there was a radio ads people talk about that remembering that the most i really looked hard to find the recording of it could not find one uh, but I did find a huge full page ad that ran on the Orlando Sentinel, October 25th, the first day of the event. Huge. It just says dying for a good Halloween party. And it has all the classic universal monsters. It's got Beetlejuice. It's got Chucky, Jason, Norman Bates. It's got, uh, it's got the Crypt Keeper, which is interesting or will be interesting in a few episodes mm-hmm. and a bunch of frightened guests underneath all the details. And it's kind of got the retro, late 50s early 60s monster poster look to it but not entirely it's it's a beautiful article and if cool. i had seen that there's no question i would gone to this yeah I, i'm just thinking like this is uh I, I wish i would have lived in a place that was doing this kind of stuff because i would have been there all over that yeah yeah and then uh the 26th the second day of the event they had a second article and this was a pretty extensive article but it it wasn't just about them it was called the halloween scene and it talked about all the events going on for the following weekend which was halloween weekend and of course halloween or uh, i'm sorry fright night's got a big push in that and there was i kind of felt a little bad reading this because there's a list of things that were happening that weekend and a couple of them used to be pretty big and and kind of businesses one in particular and that's out of business and i think in large part to halloween horror night so oh that's too bad yeah well i take that back i wouldn't say large part i think there's a big history behind why that isn't open that is probably not directly related to them although i'm sure it's in part to the theme park uh, industry yeah, I, was, I was just gonna say that you know it must it, it must have hit when they started doing this and then you know even i think disney does some stuff now don't they they do a family one that's like yeah. it, i went once and just laughed my ass off i was like really but, I was like, you're, not, it, you're not even trying to compete which is good right but but the thing is is like it must be impossible for any of those homegrown and those 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 grassroots um horror houses and or, or uh, scare houses and and haunted house sorry that you know every other city has right yeah some of them are better than others some of them are just really cheesy some of them target the kids some of them target the adults some of them target the stupid teenagers whatever um and those are popular everywhere but i'm imagining there's just nothing in orlando yeah there's uh and i i i I think i i i Jumped the gun saying it was in part to Halloween Horror Nights. I, it was in part to the theme park industry in general. It, yeah. it, it wasn't Halloween Horror Nights specifically. So there, there was there wasn't just that. There was a couple other things. There's like Skull Kingdom. There was a lot of things have have gone away. There's a thing called a Mystery House, which is another not haunted house thing, but a a, 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 a a mom and pop thing, like you said. So yeah, that most of those are gone now. Although there is there is a full time uh, haunted house in Old Town that. I've heard a lot of good things about it. Maybe we should check it out as a precursor to 25 when you're down here. 
uh, either a precursor or a postcursor, depending either on where, the yeah. timing. Is. Yeah, 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 okay. Well, I mean, you know, it all based on flights and all that cockamamie right. bullshit. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's it's. We're not going to interfere in anything that takes any time from twenty five away. So absolutely, some miscellaneous notes that don't quite fit in with anything we talked about. Mainly the faces of the event. I don't want to say icon yet because we're not in the icon era. The this is the cover of the Fright Nights event guide. It had the classic monsters, which you can't really go wrong with in any Halloween sure. setting, especially when you own them at Universal Studios. It had the Wolfman, the Bride of Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster, Dracula, Gilman, and the Mummy, like all in a in a row over the logo Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights, black and white. Is the the real inexpensive printing back then, black, white, and red. I mean, they the, and the inside of it was was. The same color scheme, so and it was. It's a very. Uh, I, I like this style art. I like the uh, the black. It's a very um, <laughs> pop artist kind of inspired, but not quite. Not super pop artist. I always enjoy that, as you know. I do that kind of work myself, so I love this brochure. Can you post it to whatever? Absolutely. Face, Facebook yep. feed. <laughs> I can. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Yep. I guess. I, was, I mean, I'd love to see it, and yeah, it would be. It'd be really cool. I should say, I said brochure. I, of course, I meant event guide. Uh, yeah. Catchphrase for oh. this year was dying for a good Halloween party. Uh, great, uh, great start. Uh, 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 and that's how that's how it was advertised. They had radio advertisements. That was how the question started, and they and they'd go into descriptions. Mostly, you know, the the haunted house, the times and dates. They may have mentioned the um, shows and whatnot. I, I didn't hear it. There doesn't seem to be any recordings online that I found yet. Uh, but that was the 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 gist of it. They their advertising train it's, was it's the in, party. Interesting to me that they advertised it that way, based on the fact that they were still using that initial fright night uh, sort of uh, or using the fright night uh, branding. Yes, right. And then and then advertising it dying for a good Halloween party based on how the original fright night happened. That that seemed a little interesting to me at least right oh <laughs> didn't even make that connection now i see what you're saying you know what i mean uh, yeah yeah but but you know at the same time it, it's not an obvious thing it's not it it's probably for me because we just talked we just about talked it. about it yeah <laughs> you know we just talked so it's fresh in my brain yeah. and you know it's not we didn't have like the five seven years between what happened and yeah. what's what's going on now so interesting yeah um rides that were opened i've never seen this many rides open at an event and most of these rides don't exist anymore oh this will be good uh the fantastic world of hanna-barbera i don't even think you wow. you and i knew each other when that was i've been on it i don't think i even knew no nope. you, you uh alfred hitchcock the art of making movies that building doesn't nope. even exist anymore murder never she wrote it. theater that doesn't even <laughs> exist anymore oh please tell me angela lansbury's mummified corpse oh, God, was there. right yeah I've never, that's one, that is one I've, that has been, that, they, I've seen the Alfred Hitchcock one, the Murder, She Wrote one was open since I've been here, but uh, I've never gone to it. Uh, yeah, so I don't even know what it is. Why not? But, uh, Ghostbusters Spooktacular, that's oh. gone. Twister is where that is now. In fact, oh, if I want to go back, uh, Fantastic World was changed to Jimmy Neutron, which has been changed to Despicable, or I mean to, yeah, Despicable Me, the Minions right now, so that's had several lives. I like the Minions. Yeah, I do, I, do, I like that too. 
Uh, Confrontation, which is, this is ironic. Confrontation is gone. It is now the mummy, but now we have the reign of Kong coming to Islands of Adventure. <laughs> I was going to say Skull Island. <laughs> yeah, so that's awesome. Skull Island, yep. Uh, Earthquake, the big one, technically is not there, but it is now disaster, so the ride element is still the same. The Wild Wild West stunt show, gone. That's Fear Factor, which is only on weekends now. (laughs) And replaced with Bill and Ted. Yeah, during Halloween, yep. Uh, Back to the Future of the Ride, gone. That's The Simpsons. Oh, right. Yep. Back to the Future, such a shame. That was I love that ride. ride. Yeah, Yeah. that was one of those... Yeah, I, I'm torn moments. It's like, I love The Simpsons so much, but I love that ride so much. I'm like, oh, God, why can't we have both? You know, and I think, in my opinion, so I love The Simpsons, and I love The Simpsons ride, but I think Back to the Future did it better. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah it's the DeLorean. It's just, it was the DeLorean. That's what they, that sold it. It was the DeLorean, and I think, to me, The Simpsons is so self-referential in all this shit already that it's just like, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And the Back to the Future one was just, they had all the characters, they had all the, uh, I don't know, I i still have a really fun, I have fond memories. Of I had I had a very obscure, uh, like, wish that is, doesn't seem to be coming happening. Universal Studios Florida is celebrating their 25th anniversary this year, and uh, when Disney did an anniversary at Epcot, they brought back Captain EO for a little bit. I was like, ooh, I wonder if they're going to run the Back to the Future film in the simpsons you can still use the same cars it'll look weird but it's the same ride yeah it doesn't look like it's gonna happen damn it so oh well cool yeah i'm sure they've got the back to the future cars around too right they would probably more likely do that in hollywood i learned a real interesting fact about why why disneyland and universal studios hollywood gets so much cooler short-term stuff than orlando and it turns out like more foreign travelers come to Disney World and Universal Studios Orlando than those two parks, so they don't want to convert something that they are anticipating on seeing into something they're not expecting. Oh, really? Like traveling halfway around the world or wherever wherever they're coming from. I was like, oh, that actually makes sense to me. That's why we don't have the Nightmare Before Christmas Haunted House. We don't have these, you know, retro ride months or anything like that. And you don't have the Fast and the Furious ride Right, right, right. Yep. Which looks stupid. I know. <laughs> I thought uh, I thought there was a chance there'd be a soft opening while we were there, and I'd check it out, but there was not. So, but nonetheless, <laughs> I did see the Simpsons uh, Springfield opening, so I can't complain about that. Yeah. Uh, two more rides: the gory, gruesome, and grotesque horror makeup show, which is now just the horror makeup show. So that's still there, although that's changed over the years. The only ride of this whole list that is still there and has not changed. And was running that night was the E.T. Adventure. E.T.? Yeah, there's an E.T. ride. I doubt I've ever taken you to that. It's still there if you want to see it sometime. Well, I would like to know where it exists. Okay, I'll at least show you that. Like I hate can it. You, can you tell me where it exists? Oh, it is. It's in the kids area. It's uh, oh. We probably walked by it going to the haunted houses several times, but the ride i don't think it was running anytime we went so lights were probably out you probably didn't see it yeah 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 no i i, I get it now uh hmm. yeah no interest et was terrible <laughs> that scared the hell out of me it still scares me uh, scared scared you yeah that's when i was a kid oh see i never saw it when i was a kid oh okay uh, and I, I don't know that i've ever watched it all the way through i don't think i've ever made it all the way through you gotcha 
because as an adult, it's a terrible movie. <laughs> hey, I would imagine. I can't imagine seeing that as an adult, like for your first time. Anyway, <sighs> uh, two more notes here. First, first was that this was held the same year as Disney's twentieth anniversary event. Oh. They had a big event, and at the time, Randy Garfield, who was the vice president of marketing. Uh, said in a print interview that this isn't a response to Disney's 20th. It's an attempt to establish our franchise on Halloween and take advantage of the legacy of monster movies we've had for over 60 years. It's strictly to take advantage of people's desire to party on Halloween. Holy shit, did they nail it? (laughs) (laughs) Look at where we're at now. (laughs) I was just going to say, that kind of still applies to what I'm thinking about doing this year. (laughs) I know, right? You know? Uh, there's there's nothing um, absolutely nothing in that statement that is false for me this year. No, you're right. Yeah, it's a it's amazing how and like the, what I just said like 15 minutes ago. It's amazing how much it has changed and how much it's still the same. And that's one thing that's still the same. I did have a note off to the side, so I guess this is my last note, and it harkens back to something I said. They did partner with Pepsi because the Pepsi products is what they had in the park, and for me, thank God that changed because I'm a Coke drinker. If I drink soda, I have seen pictures of universal monsters on the boxes and labels and whatnot in the same artwork that I love. And I would kill to get a good condition <laughs> can of each one of these in for my, for to oh, collect. Yeah. that would be cool. But like, again, I wasn't even in this state and then wasn't even in the country for a little bit when this first happened. So I missed all of this. Yeah. And these days it's all about the, energy drink and vodka stuff that they're doing. Nothing wrong with that. Nope. All right. So to wrap up this episode, like we stated in our initial one, I got a creative question here and here's this week's question or this episode's question. Since this is the start of everything that you and I have come to love and and tens, if not hundreds of thousands of other people love, if you had your do whatever you want house, regardless of, price regardless of who owns the title of what you want to do even regardless of how difficult it would be to do what house would you design and if you want i'll go first this time since you went first last i have no trouble with that my answer is already here sure okay if this was a like i said do whatever you want no matter no matter what i would pick the two elements that have been my favorite things at halloween hard nights and that is the universal classic monsters and aliens versus predator and mash them together and make like a, a hybrid between the two like a, a, a so kind of, jason jason goes to space sort of not even like that i would just i would make like you know how how the alien if you ever i don't know if you've seen aliens versus predator are where there is a predator yes. alien i would make like a frankenstein designed predator <laughs> alien or even oh. a, a a Dracula hybrid predator, and then you know that nice. kind of, I would do that kind of mashup. That's cool. And then you could do some really cool stuff with the sets. You could do Frankenstein's Absolutely. lab on a spaceship. I mean, it's stupid. Oh. It's it's stupid. Frankenstein's it's all- lab with an alien in yeah, it. Yeah, right. Be yeah. Awesome. It's all eye candy. It makes no sense. <laughs> but that's what I. If you gave me carte blanche to do whatever I want, that's what I would start working on. Sweet. What about yours? So. um I already said Mad Max <laughs> right. Road, yeah, Fury Road, but I can't use Mad Max Fury Road for any of this because we already established those rules. But I'm going to mention it again because Mad Max Fury Road. Um, I think what I would do is what I would like to see is something, a, a board cube 
Oh, wow. And uh, basically, you know, just having to work your way through a board cube and you could just like alienify with all of the IP in, in Star Trek with all the aliens, just like each one of those, each board that you're coming across is something new. And each one is like got the tentacles or gills or whatever, but they've all got these cybernetics as well. And some of them are going to shoot at you and some of them are going to, and some of them are just going to ignore you and brush past you and do nothing. Right. Yes. And I think that would be like a really creepy and you, you know, you'd have all those green lights and all that, that, creepiness with the red lasers and stuff i just think that would be a really nice creepy house to do that was always one of my favorite parts of the uh was it called the borg encounter the the borg portion portion of the star trek experience in las vegas yeah is when the ship is being overrun by borg and there's one a very well costumed borg not chasing you, coming at you, but he's quite a distance away. But just the the atmosphere and the story and the the yep. everything they put together always made that twenty times more frightening than it would have been on his own. And yeah, that it's, would be intense in a house. Yeah, the chills and the creepiness of it all would just be the, the inhumanity of all of these human looking things coming at you. And I think that's why the Borg always worked so well is because they were these. The, the inhumanity of the humans that you were dealing with. And I think it would just work really well in a house. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, I, I could totally get behind that. Not, not only because I'm a Star Trek fan, but because the, like I said, having seen that on a much smaller scale, I already know it works and ooh, a whole house like that would be. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, and, you know, get the board queen going on. That would be, I don't know. I, I just think there would be a whole lot of cool stuff you could do. Yeah. I like that. Well, all right. And Universal owns it. They own Star Trek? I thought Paramount owned it. Oh, shit. It's Paramount, not Universal. Damn it. Uh, (laughs) Dreams crushed in one sense. I'm sorry. I would have realized it in like 30 seconds anyway. anyway. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that wraps that up. I vandalized. I wish I had gone to this, but. It's really cool. The reports that are out there are really cool, and it was awesome putting them together and learning about it. For me, I am just so happy for every person that went to it. Yeah, me too. Because that has just snowballed into everything we're going to cover. Yep, yep. So if you are one of those lucky people or have been researching this longer than I have and you have more to add to that, please do. You can drop us any message at our website. We're at neozaz.com. There's a contact page there. If you find us on Facebook or Twitter, same name, Neozaz, feel free to add to it. We, we love to hear more about this. And if you have more to add to it than we've put in there, absolutely feel free to send, drop us a line. So, Until then, we will go on. We will move on to 1992 where we can finally say the name Halloween Horror Nights and be talking about Halloween Horror Nights. <laughs> <laughs> and that will be in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is a Neozaz Internet Entertainment production. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit our website at neozaz.com. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Universal Studios Florida. All Halloween Horror Nights properties, icons, titles, events, and related items are property, trademark, and copyright, Universal Studios, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. 
For more Halloween Horror Nights coverage, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and follow our Twitter account at newsaz. To help support the series and all the work we do at Newsaz, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash newsaz. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.